people, it's your girl, Frederica McClary Easley, back with another episode of Bum 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 Bum. The people are blunt. So, y'all already know what it is. Let me get into the housekeeping so I can dig into this conversation with my guest, who I'm sure y'all recognize needs no introduction, but we're going to do that. So, let's do it. We are on all the platforms, good people YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Prime Music. Please check us out. Thumbs up, like, subscribe, leave comments. I actually respond to them. Um, and let us know that you're out there listening and, and how you feel about the content. If it's something that you want to see, if it's someone you want to see, something you want us to discuss, um, we can do that for you. Uh, let's see here. The People's Ecosystem. I need you to go check us out. Um, we have our new edibles that are called Tosi Trees. You can go directly to that website if you are in Cali you can partake and treat yourself. The thing I love about the technology that we're using is that it's protein-based, and so your body knows what to do with it. It actually breaks it down. You get you get and keep more of the good stuff, um, and that's, that's great for everybody. And last but not least, our merch. So we have these, oh, here it is. Okay, bottles, we have shirts, all that good stuff. As I said before, we are we are revamping and we're going to come out with some new merch. So what you need to do is go ahead over to the website, get you some OG merch so you can show that you've been down since day one and um, and rep and rep like you should. And without further ado, my guest, the beautiful. Hey, Christy. Hey, Patricia. So um, in full transparency, y'all, we've been talking for 30 minutes before <laughs> We had a little pre we had a little pre podcast conversation like <laughs> the girls like to do. <laughs> so um sis, how are you? First of all, thank you so much for giving of yourself and your time uh to talk to the people. But how are you? I'm good. I'm really I'm really good. And now that we are here and having this conversation, I've been looking forward to it all week. It's a great way to kind of wrap my week up chatting with you. We always have such a good conversation. So I'm excited to talk to people um, a little bit more about what I'm working on and um, what we're doing with Black Hannah business and, and the whole thing. So let's get into it. Whatever, let's, whenever get into it. let's get into it. So first of all, um, just as a base, just as a foundation, um, cannabis, what's your personal relationship with the plant? Like, do you remember... Uh, how you were introduced to it, your first experience, those may be different, but what's your what's your relationship with the plant? This is so Love Jones. <laughs> when did you fall, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Oh no, that was um not Love Jones. That was um Love and Basketball. Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. Oh, Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. When did you fall Listen, in love with Black History Month? It's Black History Month, so I've been watching all of the oldies but goodies. Like I was watching um. Come on. Oh my gosh. Which one? Poetic Justice? Justice? Yes, this past weekend. I forgot how good that was. Um, okay, but let me get back to your question. <laughs> I am, my relationship with the plant has always been recreational. Okay. You know, um, I am a, I have always been a, a really big social smoker. And so I remember in college, I think it was the first time I I ever um, experienced uh, cannabis, and it was a life changing. Even at that point, because it just was one of those things where 
you know, when you're a young adult and you're trying different vices and you're experimenting, you know, with cigarettes or alcohol or all those things that you, you know, were told to never do or not do <laughs> for whatever reason, cannabis um, kind of stuck um, it, um, with me. And so over the years, I think I have gone, especially in my young adult life, I was kind of in and out. Like sometimes I you know, would smoke just very, very socially. And then other times I would not. I'm definitely a flower girl. So I, I love a, a good joint. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, um, um, that's how I prefer to consume. And it's are you like tops paper? Are you like traditional papers or were you like blunts or like? I am a blunt girl. Okay. I'm Hey, and thankfully, I'm pretty good with the role myself. Okay. But I also happen to be married with the, I, I, I tell Michael, my husband all the time that he needs to be in a competition to see like the, like a who can roll joints the fastest type of a, a joint rolling. Um, yeah. Because I love it. I love everything about the tacticalness of pulling the stems and grinding with your fingers. Or grinding the whole, the, all of it. I'm here for all of it. So yeah. In a nutshell, I am, um, I'm a smoker. I love it. And um, I have been in love with the plant for probably 30 years. <laughs> I'm dating myself now. But first, easy of all, first of all, you look good. And that could have just been since 10 because you know how black you. Do. So, <laughs> but you know, I think, I think what you, um, what you spoke about kind of alludes to the ritual of it mm -hmm. and and how even though you say recreationally but how cannabis extends beyond that right it really mm -hmm. is this like kind of spiritual thing is this thing that is not just the smoking but it's it's this whole process right yeah it, it was probably even the recreationally the community building and the conversation oh, yeah. and all that that was going on with it for sure for sure. I mean, the community, the cannabis community has always been so inviting, so welcoming, so receptive. Um, having worked in, in other um, formerly prohibited industries like alcohol and tobacco, I think in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's the community is similar because it's like it's us against the world. Like we're fighting for, you know, equal representation and I mean, equal access even in, in those in those spaces and in those areas. But especially in the cannabis space, because cannabis is a plant. It is a living, you know, breathing, natural um, um, herb that we've been gifted with. And I do think from a spiritual perspective, especially, there's so much left on the table, so much not really spoken about, about just how leveraging cannabis um in tandem with whatever your spirituality is or whatever, and you know, however you practice that can be so much more uh, uplifting. And that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Yes. Uh, but I yes. will say that some of my best praise breaks, my friends, <laughs> have been right in that garage after I've had a, the best sesh or the first sesh of the day. Um, and it's an amazing way just to kick off your day in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, I would agree. And I ain't mad at it. I find that often, like, it helps to bring you present. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. your mind can go so many places, especially if you're type A. Mm -hmm. um, and you are a get shit done person, 
right? Mm -hmm. um, and we're going we're gonna to go into that, but you're a get shit done person. So all day you're like super productive um, and your mind is going so many yeah. places. And so when you need to actually either come down or actually be able to zero in mm -hmm. and like focus on this is the task in front of me. I need to bring my full self to that. I feel like the plant, she definitely, because we don't call her, we don't call her. She's a her. her. She's a her. Okay? Yeah, she's she's a her. And so she definitely helps. Um, but speaking to the transition, because you brought up alcohol, tobacco. So I know like in your former life, there's so many people who have transitioned into cannabis, you know, I've transitioned and you bring all of this life, this experience, these skills with you. And right. so part of your former life, if you will, was dealing with like alcohol, tobacco and things of that nature. So two questions. Mm -hmm. One, what was the motivation behind that transition? Mm -hmm. And post transition, now you've been in it for a little, for a couple of years. What has been most surprising to you mm -hmm. now fully immersing yourself in the cannabis space? So those are really good questions. And anyone who's been in alcohol or tobacco will tell you the same. There are just so many, so many similarities to those industries. Um, they're, they're formally, you know, lot, most of the formally prohibited industries are also highly regulated. Yep. You know, so there are nuances to doing business in those spaces that you just don't shape, you know? So even if you leave any of those other industries to go back into corporate America, you, or any other, any other industry, you definitely see the stark differences and just look like what we talked about at the beginning of the call, the community of, of working in some of these spaces. Um, yeah. um, and so when I decided to transfer, you know, or, or to take, the make the transition from my former my pre-cannabis life to to now it was all related to those things i was really wanting to i was interested because it was an emerging in a lot of areas still you know i'm in texas so um it was emerging um industry it was vice again so that's kind of what i've been used to i saw many former colleagues and um and folks that i followed for years make the transition as well for many of the same reasons uh, and so for me, I think the most the most surprising thing, and it still continues to surprise me, um, and, and I think it's probably obvious to most people of color, is just the lack of representation in the space. I mean, and it's still, I mean, and I've been in, I, I founded um, Black Cannabis Business in 2018. So here we are almost five years later, and it's, the landscape really hasn't changed that much um, in terms of, of, of representation across the board. And, I, and I'm not just talking about in corporate cannabis, which is ridiculous, but um, especially in um, the business ownership and entrepreneurial areas um, of cannabis, particularly when we think about um, the disparities that exist in this country as a result of the war on drugs, I would, I would anticipate that the industry will look more like the people that have been criminalized um, for its um, um, production and sale before it was legal everywhere. So, so that to me is the, the thing that continues to surprise me, um, that, but that also inspired me to finally get into the market or get into the space um, in a professional pers you know, perspective um, to make a difference in that area. 
is that what keeps you going? Because like conferences are hard. <laughs> let's just let's be <laughs> let's be honest. Yes. Um, conferences are are difficult, very time consuming. You're dealing with personalities. You know, you're dealing with logistics. There's a lot that goes into putting this on, right? Yeah. To just the, the the organizing of it, mm -hmm. um, not even into the the actual event. Um, what you were just talking about in terms of the lack of representation, is that one of the things that keeps you going? Like, what what to you said? I'm gonna dig into this conference thing, mm -hmm. and what this is like four years in, right? Four years mm -hmm. in now. Mm -hmm. It's like, I got to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be honest, that what, what really keeps me going is the feedback, you know, or the people from the community and not just from our community, but also our allies that recognize that a platform like Black Cannabis Business is, is necessary, you know. Um, in the first couple of years for us have been about the concept, like bringing the conference to real life. You know, we started off virtually in 2020, and then we had our first in-person conference in New Orleans in 2021, and then we did it again in 2022. And so this year for, for me and for the team, it's just really about taking a step, taking a beat, um, and reflecting on the last couple of years, you know, kind of aggregating all of the data and the feedback and, um, the opportunities that have kind of presented themselves and then figuring out like our next, you know, way forward. And so, yeah. um, you know, we, and I guess this is one of the first places I will be making this announcement officially um, that, you know, Black Cannabis, the Black Cannabis Business um, Conference is going to be moving to the spring. So whereas traditionally we had been in November of every year, um, we recognized thinking about data and what we were, what we've been aggregating and thinking about, you know, since the inception of the conference was, um, you know, we, we always, always knew when, when I founded the conference that I would keep my ear um, on the, you know, not, not necessarily the trends necessarily, because we know those things change, but certainly be open to creating a space that is accessible um, and attainable for more people than not. And yeah. so what we found about uh, what we found is that the fall oftentimes is more of a challenge for those small businesses um, and entrepreneurs who are closing out their year or budgets have kind of begun to wind down. They're already planning in November for, you know, have already planned for the following year. And so just thinking about how we plan, um, uh, you know, as a, as a business community, thinking about the industry and where all the other events and conferences land and we know the biggest one um is always at the end of the year in november and so um just thinking about what was the next right thing for us as a brand and so we are taking a beat this year to reorganize and then we will be back in may of 24. so okay really heard it here, people. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> So we'll be back. So we so but you know, but but it's good, but this time off is gonna be so good for me because to your point, you know, it's been me and a very small team for the last three years. And so it's always go, it's never a break, it's never, you know, stop and think and regroup. And so I'm looking forward to this year, this odd year, um, being that for us. Well, um, I think that again, that's just a testament to um one, just you. 
to black women and how we do, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, you saw a need, you decided to fill that void. And a part of it is like, you got to listen to the people. Yeah. Um, and so that feedback has spoken and, and you are, are handling it accordingly. And I know mm -hmm. as a, as a participant, you know, as a participant and also a speaker, um, you know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely pleased with that. And I know it's something that yeah. you and I even talked about, like, yeah. man, we holidays, we got this, we yeah. got that. So much in that fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. um, I think a ton of people are going to be pleased. Um, and, uh, and I think that it will reflect. So wait, is it still going to be in NOLA? We're still going to be in New Orleans. Okay. Um, now, of course, we still are going through different ideas yes. and thinking through really what's best, best. But right now I'm thinking we'll, we'll stay, you know, there's been some conversation about taking the show on the road and, and doing the conference in different places every year. So that's kind of what this year is, is all about is kind of figuring, figuring some of that good stuff out. But, um, as soon as we've landed on all those details, you know, people, the people will be the first to know. <laughs> hey, now, y'all heard it here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I see the pros and cons with all, right? Like NOLA, you know, that NOLA is one of my second homes, right? I mm -hmm. lived there for about six, seven years. And so NOLA is so black, right? Like yes. NOLA is one of those cities, even through its displacement and gentrification, um, that you still have to bend to black, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the essence of the city um, and the people mm -hmm. uh, is still there, right? And that mm -hmm. is such a beautiful thing. It is a welcoming, warm city, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so selfishly, I love it. You know, selfishly, <laughs> I love it. Um, right, right. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hey, people, <laughs> We're going to keep y'all up uh, abreast. But, yes, we okay. will. So, even with that being said, mm -hmm. I know, so let's get into this other thing, because you stay busy. And so, I know that um, recently you were talking about, or they the, the news broke mm -hmm. of this partnership with, let me get it right, the Black Canna Equity Initiative mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the Town halls that are going to be taking place. Yeah. So can we dig into that? Because my understanding is that um, there is a virtual opponent, but there also mm -hmm. may be some faith, you know, some some live in person. Mm -hmm. um, so let's dig into that. Let's dig into it. Yeah. So even though we decided that this week we were, we, I mean, this week, this year, we're because it feels like that. <laughs> and I haven't even had my uh, my drink yet. But anyway. The, even though that we're taking a break from our annual national event, we thought yes. it was a really good opportunity, though, to get into the markets um, and, to, and to support um, those markets that have supported us over the last three years. Uh, and so we are going to be having a national conversation. And that's the thing about, you know, cannabis. We know that it's so siloed already because, if, you know, every state is different. How how licenses are um are um, given how they are um, operated on all those things are so so different um, in both in plant touching and ancillary depending on the state that you live so this tour um, is is really going to the markets to have conversations locally um, and regionally about those things that are important to people of color that are doing business in those in those spaces 
Yeah. Um, and so we are partnering with the one and only Mr. John Bailey. I um, love him. Who everybody loves, who has coined himself as a guy, our godfather um, in cannabis. And, um, and he's based out of Denver. So that's going to be our first virtual um, town hall. So we're kicking everything off actually next Friday. So yes. February the 24th. Um, um, in Denver, and that's and when we say in Denver, it's 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 virtual. But each place we go, whether it's virtual or in person, is still going to be focused on you know the market that we are um, that we are highlighting. And so uh, Denver and Colorado, although we'll have folks from all over the country highlighted, most of or the focus of the conversation um, is going to be about the opportunities and challenges that exist in that particular part uh, of the country. So really excited to get out into the field. That's one of the things I did a lot of um, when I was in tobacco and alcohol was lots of national ops and very similar to cannabis when you can't market um, and advertise in that traditional way. The only way you can really get your news to the people is going to them, you know, getting into those markets. And so and like in, uh, in alcohol, we would call it getting the market wet. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we'll be doing very similar um, activities this year around the country, across the country, and I'm excited to bring bring black cannabis business to these different parts of our world. I'm excited. So I'm super excited about that. I have RSVP'd. Yeah. Um, let me just let me just plug this at the bottom in terms of information for the town halls. Please check out black can uh, blackcanbusiness.com. I'm sure you can also RSVP there for the event um, and to stay tuned for additional ones because this is going to um, this is going to happen on a consistent or a continual basis yeah. throughout the year of 2023. So make sure that you are checking in, tuning in. Um, I think that this is so important. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I misspelled. I was typing too fast. Okay, so let me edit. Business. So the website is blackcannabusiness.com. And boom. And then, yeah, hey, I don't know. I was multitasking, running my mouth, trying to get it in. But, um, but yeah, and I can say, and what I can share is we'll be in Denver um, for at the end of this month. And then we're going to, let's see, I'm looking over here because here's my map. We're going to go to Jersey um, in March, Miami in April. Um, Missouri in May, Seattle in June, Boston, July, Birmingham in, uh, Birmingham in August, um, okay. New York in September, Chicago in October, and Vegas, of course, um, in November. And what's really exciting about some of these events, and this will all be on the website, um, is that we, with some of our in-person events, they are actually um, ad adjacent to other yes. events. So Miami will be adjacent to Benzinga. Um, so the Benzinga conference is happening there in April. When we go to Birmingham, we're going to be um, adjacent to the um, National Association of Black Journalists Convention. So NABJ isn't going to be in Birmingham this year. So we're going to go there because one of the things that I'm very passionate about is media. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a big part of my background and, and that's basically what the conference is. But we know as a community that the two biggest influencers on how we are um, alerted about things or how we um, you know, learn about things is through black media and the black church. So yeah. we wanna make sure that we are focusing on um, our black journalists and our black um, media 
um, properties so that as we start to rewrite the story about cannabis in our community, um, that our media um, properties and our journalists um, are leading um, with those stories. So really excited about NABJ. And then we'll be in Boston for the NAACP um, convention. And then we'll be in Vegas um, with MJ Biz. So those are just a few of our stops. And again, everything will be um, on the website. But that the thinking behind kind of tagging on to existing events is that one, you know, we know based on the feedback that we've heard that there are certain um, conferences and certain events that um, need, you know, an infusion of culture and, and, and conversation around our community in particular. So we're really excited um, to the organizers of all those events for welcoming us and seeing the opportunity um, to start to share more about um, what we as a community should be thinking about um, as a ter in terms of cannabis and um, um, and our folks, our people, the people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so two things come to mind. The first thing um, is especially when you mention NAACP, you mentioned the journalists. Um, mm -hmm. I think of crossing generational um, uh, kind of boundaries, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is so needed in the Black community. Mm -hmm. We don't always acknowledge how conservative um, some of our elders, right? Yeah. You, know, you, you have a certain point where it's like, mm -mm, that's still taboo. That is still, it's so taboo, but also there's trauma there. Yes, right? the for sure. Is, this is what happened to my grandson, or this is mm -hmm. what happened to this person because of the disparate treatment. Mm -hmm. And so, rightfully so, you have a lot of our elders who are afraid of of the plant you know afraid of the consumption of the plant especially mm -hmm. and because we still double dutching right like yeah. it's still utterly illegal so we still double yeah. dutching out here um the second piece and i want you to speak to this right because i know a part of the core values mm -hmm. uh, part of your core values specifically with allies mm -hmm. is about actionable inclusion mm -hmm. right okay. Right, um, and, so, and I want you to I want you to speak to that and like the accountability that you mm -hmm. place on that because oftentimes people will label themselves as allies mm -hmm. um, or will talk about allies, but not always have ways in which they need to show up mm -hmm. or they can show up. So right. can you speak to the intentionality around that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really that's really important because you know. What we know about the industry and what, we, what everyone is, is talking about nonstop is equity. Um, and it's so much more than a buzzword. I mean, it could really, it really should be a verb. It really should be something that people are actually working towards, putting energy towards doing. It's creating a more equitable landscape for, um, for all of us, but especially for those communities, the black and brown communities that were so adversely impacted. So when I... Um, hear from potential allies or um, people who want to support, um, you know, the work that, that we're doing with Black Cannabis. Is, it always starts off with a real candid conversation um, just about exactly what you said. It is what level of commitment, you know, do you have um, to not just this brand and what we're trying to do with Black Cannabis, but with the, to the community, you know, at large. So 
we very rarely have or do not have any allies who have never shown up um, in an equitable, equitable space before. Like we aren't the necessarily the people that you go to. I mean, you're trying to try it out, right? When we yeah. partner with our allies, I mean, we're looking for commitment, um, long-term um, yeah. commitment, and not just, and, and, you know, financial is great and we'll take it, but even more than that is it with the voice, you know, and, and the leadership. And so we're really fortunate with the folks that we have been able to partner with over the last couple of years where their leadership, and we're talking about from the CEOs and the C-suite, everyone um, leaves a statement um, with us about why they decided to go forward with this partnership and what their commitment is, um, you know, again, not just to the brand, but to the community. And what we like to do is give them an opportunity to not only show up in um, the Black Cannabis' platform in, in, in support of Black Cannabis', but we also give them a platform to showcase all the work yeah. You know, that they're doing in all the spaces um, that they're working to um, be more inclusive um, and, and equitable. So one of the great things about this year's town hall also is that we are going to be, um, of course, everything is, is recorded nowadays for content. But we are actually going to be putting together um, a, a little documentary that we will be um, screening at the end of the year that just talks about the urgency of now. Um, in this space for people of color, and it will highlight those allies and those partners who are doing, you know, who are going above and beyond to make sure not only our stories uh, are heard, but also the opportunities that um, exist in this space are actually being realized by, you know, the people who deserve to have them. So really excited, more to come um, on, on that piece, but it's something we've been, it's been in the works for a minute, but taking this time this year, um, you know, to, to push the conference to the spring has given us an opportunity to really, again, go back to everything that we've abrogated and, and put it in such a place that we can document, um, you know, our progress. And so I'm super excited to be coming to all the local markets and gathering, you know, all of this intel and all of this, all this footage and content and, and conversation uh, and compiling it into something that as a community we can all kind of track with and look at and say, you know, two, three years from now, we can say, look how far, you know, we've come. So that's really the goal of the town hall is kind of kick off this national conversation to capture it um, in such a way that it can benefit us um, and to help us to measure, um, you know, the work that we're doing year after year. You know, I would I would just kind of flag and I'm sure it's 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 been thought about, but I would just kind of flag. Um, we know that the presidential election will probably be the next time that we have major mm -hmm. uh, major movement mm -hmm. for cannabis at right. a federal level, right? Mm -hmm. We know Biden came out at midterms and said, oh, I need y'all to start reviewing and let's you know issue these mm -hmm. pardons. And mm -hmm. so I think between now and then, one of the things that's important is really capturing what the people want, mm -hmm. what they need, if there are or where there are best practices, mm -hmm. areas where theory to practice is actually um, matching the intent right. of like repairing harm and making sure yeah. people who look like us, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. um, are part of this industry. And mm -hmm. so you're so we're at this pivotal moment and you're right. going to be um, kind of orchestrating these conversations and mm -hmm. capturing them. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully there are like political connections mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, hey, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I need to take note. Right. I, I, you know, I don't think you can have a conversation about cannabis without talking also about policy. Yeah. Um, and, and without also talking about like the, the elephant in the room, which is a lack of federal legislation and safe banking and so many other topics that are important to people of color. But what I think is going to be so important and exciting to your point about capturing and, and, and documenting all of this is that at the end of it all, you know, the team and we and the board will be able to sit back and just really come up with a, an item, almost an itemization of those topics and priorities that as a, as a national community, um, yes. we feel um, should lead the conversation. And so whereas there are so many organizations doing great work on the ground, advocacy groups and nonprofits that are doing that hard work every single day. You know, the objective of Black Cannabis Business is just, again, to bring all, bubble up all those conversations, aggregate all those conversations, and come up with a national plan uh, of moving forward. Because the, 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 I guess, the risk of having such a siloed industry is that when it is no longer siloed, there would have been no conversation had that had you know, across state lines, across regions that were able to, that would bring our community together. And if we're going to be successful, I mean, if the struggle is already real and we're our, and we're state by state. If we don't really have a succinct plan of action for federal legislation as a community, then we're going to just be that much further, further behind, you know, so it's our hope. It's my hope that, you know, these conversations um, will lend to a greater national conversation, which we will always be able to pick up and continue um, whenever we hit, you know, the annual Black Cannabis Expo and, and, and conference each year. So so that's the that's the the goal. So now I'm saying it here on the people's on the people of blunt podcast. So y'all to be able to hold my feet to the fire and say, okay, Christy, did y'all really accomplish, you know, what y'all set out to? Um or not. But but I mean it's um, checks and balances, right? Yeah, it's it, and yeah. we have to hold we have to hold ourselves accountable the same way we hold others. But I think the I think the reality is that you have shown um, that you know that you're willing to show up, and mm-hmm. you have shown that you are willing to um, to pivot when necessary. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that all the intentions are good. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. so we have grace, and we also hold you accountable, and we also like walk with you on this journey because yeah. it's a hell of a journey. Oh, my friends. It is, it is that, you know, and what, I don't know, who was that that said, I won't take nothing from my struggle now, whatever. It's yeah. super Black History Month, I'm quoting yeah. people. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I think, you know, if there's anything that I um, can say about the space as well, is that, you know, um, as a person of color, trying to do something that for a lot of people um, would, would, could be deemed controversial, because I can't begin to tell you how many inboxes I have gotten from folks who are just angry that the name of the conference is black, anything. Right. Why couldn't it be minority this? Why couldn't it be, you know, BIPOC this? And it's because it's black. That's right. That's right. And black is global. And, you know, this platform is so much, or African-American, you know, it's like, no, because the reality of it is, is when you, and you attended the conference for you, we have people from from the Caribbean, to Canada and everywhere in between. This is a, and I think we even had some folks um, from Ghana uh, this past year. So it's one of those things where you, you know, in this space, you have to be bold and not bold because for the sake of it, you know, I don't have a chip on my shoulder at all, but it is that I've recognized to your point 
um, where the opportunity, even in this space, existed for us as a community of, of professionals, of advocates, policymakers of color to come together. You know, I was shocked. I'm still shocked to this day that there wasn't anything like this that already existed. And, and, and maybe some things have tried and, and failed in the past. I'm not sure. But what I can say is that the reception has been much greater than the rejection. Um, and so that's what keeps us keeps us going um, and growing. And, and I'm excited about what's next, not just for our platform, but for the folks who are a part of it and the markets and the businesses and the entrepreneurs and the speakers and all the folks who make up um, Black and cannabis. So I'm super excited. Uh, let me just say this and um, let me just give you your flowers because I'm so proud that you were unapologetic with it, um, with standing on black mm -hmm. because oftentimes it gets watered down. All the time. And when we say minority, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, there are groups that are a part of that, but have not either been targeted the way that we've been targeted mm -hmm. um, and or experience what we ex experience. And we know the black experience is not monolithic, right. but, it's very, but it is very, especially in the U.S. of A, mm -hmm. it is a specific kind of vitriol. Yeah that just goes with the blackness. And so yeah. um, when you go to the Black Canna Conference or when you attend an event, it is like an exhale. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It is very mm -hmm. much so a space where we are having church to yeah. some degree. You know, it mm -hmm. is really touch and agree and it is mm -hmm. um, an opportunity to have conversations without having the white gaze and yeah. without having to over explain right uh, because there are things that were irregardless of our social economic status and mm -hmm. and where we have grown up black yeah if you, if you are in the usa if you're in this country mm -hmm. you have you understand macro and microaggression oh, that you understand so i just want to i just want to salute you i just want to um give you the flowers of thank you. I know it is not always easy, but thank you for standing on blackness. Um, because we need, like, we, we have to have spaces where it's like, yeah, y'all can come, but yeah. this is for us. This yeah. is, we are centered here. Yeah. Uh, and we, and that's so necessary. So um, I want to thank you for that. Um, before I get you out of here, um, what do you want to leave the people with? I know we can go to blackhannabusiness.com. I know you're on LinkedIn. I know if people All over. you and holler at you about ideas and things of that nature. But what would you leave the people with? I would leave the people with, of course, all those places to connect with, with Black Cannabis. But I, I, want, I, I think this should be, and it's always good, if you are in business, Thinking about being in business, have been, have been, you know, figuring out your way in the space. It, you know, take some time, you know, to really, when necessary, regroup um, and, and come back stronger and better and more focused. It's so very easy to get distracted in this space. There's so many people doing so many things. 
Um, so many folks trying to pull you in, in a million different directions. But um, whatever you are called to do in this space, that's that's your that's that's for you. Um, and and never think or never believe that it's not necessary. And it doesn't matter where you are, and if whether someone else is doing something similar, you know the work that you're doing is unique, um, and you, the experience that you bring to the work that you're doing is unique. Um, so just really finding your space, being unapologetic about it. I feel like people respect you in a different way when you are steadfast in, in, in your belief as to why you know the work that you're doing is necessary and, and why you are the necessary person you know to do that work. So I'm always trying to be, you know, as encouraging as possible, because, again, this is a space that is, you know, and just being black in America, period, is, is enough of a challenge. But being in a space where people feel like, you know, because it's, there's allyship and then there's a, the opposite of allyship. And that's yeah. the folks who feel like we're looking for something for free or, you know, we want everybody wants a handout or, you know, we are we aren't worthy of the same opportunities that others are because of literally the color, you know, of our skin and where we're coming from. Um, so I just would love to be able to encourage all of the listeners, all of the people um, to continue the, the fight, the good fight um, and don't give up. Um, and that's one of the things that I feel like the Black Candy Reasons platform provides to your point is a safe place to come and to breathe and to exhale and to cuss and to spend every moment of your time talking about the things that are important to us. Not a, not a session here or there or during the breakouts, you're trying to hurry up and get things together. I mean, everything that we do is completely dedicated to our fight, our struggles, our successes, our opportunities. And so that is what I would love to be able to leave with the people. Like, you know, hold it down, hold it down. And then at least once a year, if you can't catch us, um, this year on the tour in any of the markets that we're going to be coming to, just know that we'll be all coming together again really, really soon. And so just hold on to it <laughs> so that when we get together, um, we can work it out as a community. Look, um, that's it right there. I will say that um, our celebration is also resistance, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. um, oftentimes we are always fighting. Yeah. And we got to do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we also need moments of joy and we mm -hmm. need moments where we are dreaming mm -hmm. and where we are envisioning and where we are planning. Mm -hmm. And so uh, prioritize that too, y'all. Yeah. Prioritize that too. Yeah, you got to plan. You can't, and it's so easy to put your head down and just drill through something. But, yeah. you know, look up, you know, take a deep breath, see how yeah. far you come. You know, um, who's coming along with you, who's falling off in the wayside, whatever that is. But, yeah. you know, keep all that energy, bottle it up, yeah. find us on the road, find us on our website or social channels. Definitely find us at the next Black Cannabis Expo in spring 24. But in the meantime, you know where to yeah. find us. So that's what that's I believe. Right. Y'all know what it is. Stay blunt, y'all. <laughs>